I just got COVID while talking about COVID. Film at 11. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. How's everybody doing tonight? It is Friday, the 9th of October already. Good Lord. Find me on Twitter and Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13. Find me on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy, for the time being. Oh, my goodness. I am tired. I am tuckered out, but... It is Friday. It's our first run-through of the actual main slate schedule. So we can get our player pool put together, which is always fun and exciting. I know everybody's just thrilled out there. At least the people that are actually listening to this podcast are thrilled about it because uh, that's why you guys are the fucking winning people. No offense to anybody else who comes in on a Saturday and actually tries to uh, listen to a podcast or just read the write-up but any which way weird little slate covid has uh kind of taken things away from us i got a couple games i got shifted uh one to monday and one to uh tuesday so that is great the tennessee buffalo game is now the tuesday covid special and uh the Patriots game, the one with Denver, that is now on Monday. So I'm expecting, if you look at the spreadsheet, and if you scroll all the way down to the Tuesday and to the Monday games, uh, or at least the one Monday game that got moved, uh, you will see pricing in there, but do not pay any attention to that right now. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to let the slates kind of build themselves with the sites. And... Uh, Throw new pricing in there. Probably is going to be the two Monday games are going to just be their own primetime slate is what I'm thinking. And then the Tuesday night game will be a showdown slate and the Sunday night football game will be a showdown slate outside of Yahoo, of course, which includes it on their main slate. So pay attention to that. I will uh, send an updated copy of the spreadsheet with that pricing change. Um, And I will note on there what it is for uh, both on the spreadsheet itself and in the email that you'll get with the updated spreadsheet I'm going to try and have that out if they have all the pricing and everything done I'm going to try and have that out when I send the uh, write-up out tomorrow uh, late morning early it's usually been early afternoon so let's uh, let's not waste any more time let's kind of get in here so we'll start with our first game. It's going to be Carolina and Atlanta. Open as Atlanta as a three and a half point favorite, fifty five over under. That is currently Atlanta at a minus one and a fifty four over under. So still a good game here. 
A lot of talk about the Carolina side, of course, uh, one being with Teddy Bridgewater, who is uh, priced down uh, going against an Atlanta defense that is 31st in pass defense DVOA, 32nd in points versus the quarterback at, I think I just said 32nd. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. Uh, FanDuel, uh, they're giving up 33 points per game. And then on DK, uh, 35 and a half. So I'm not saying that I am totally in love with one Teddy Bridgewater, uh, but he is somebody that we do have to consider. So I'm going to go ahead and just insert him now in there, and uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I do like Mike Davis, even though you will see that the rush DVOA is uh, 12th in the league. Uh, they are 21st versus running backs in the passing game. That's what I expect uh, Mike Davis to get used in primarily. Uh, we've seen this with you know Chris Carson in the past as well as other running backs uh, like even Zeke even got really heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, they're 19th in points allowed to the running back position at 24.9 on FanDuel and 29.4 on DK. Um, so with him still sitting at the 10 spot on DK, but 11th on FanDuel and 17th on Yahoo, he is definitely in play even on those half point PPR sites. Uh, running back's going to be a little tricky this week, so might be a two tight end week to be completely honest with you. We'll see what happens. Um, there's a lot to like about the Carolina side, and this is going to draw a lot of high interest, a lot of ownership here. Um, DJ Moore has not been fantastic, but he has been getting the targets. Uh, he's going against the 21st in DVOA versus wide receiver ones. So... We definitely have to put him into consideration considering that he's probably going to be the lower-owned guy compared to Robbie Anderson. Uh, it's been, for the most part, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and that's been about it. So we know at least where the target flow is going to go, uh, you know, outside of Mike Davis, of course. Um, but... Uh, you have Robbie Anderson going against the 24th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver two overall <clears throat> with the Atlanta Falcons. They are 23rd in points allowed to the wide receiver position, 32.69 on FanDuel and 41.9 on DraftKings. I am almost guaranteeing that's supposed to be just 32.6 a little fuck up there, but eh, it's not a big deal. Um, when you're comparing the prices though, DJ Moore, uh, Remember, it's FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, as I, as I respond to it. Uh, 6,619 and 6,000, good for 12th, 22nd, and 16th. Robbie Anderson comes in at 6,200, 21, and 5,900, good for 18th, 18th, and 18th. So DJ Moore comes in as a value on Yahoo. Uh, I would expect Robbie Anderson to actually be the higher-owned player because he has been you know, consistently getting it done. Uh, especially on DK where he's at 19.68. So he's been 3Xing over there automatically. Now, we move to tight end, and you have Ian Thomas, correct? Uh, 26 
in DVOA versus tight end, 32nd in points allowed to the tight end position at 22.5 and 26.9. I'm actually going to skip Ian Thomas. Um, if I move over to the target sheet, I'll go to the Carolina page here. And uh, let's see let's see what Mr. Ian Thomas has been doing here week in and week out. Shall we? Okay, starting with week one, he had two targets, two receptions, 16 yards. Week two, he had nothing. It was Chris Manhurts that had one target for one reception. Uh, week three, he had two targets, one reception, nine yards. And week four, it was bumped up a bit. Uh, five targets, but he only had two receptions for five yards and a touchdown. Uh, very, very low target volume. Uh, that week four matchup was the was definitely a shootout game with the uh, Arizona Cardinals last week, but I'm really not going to buy into it. He, I have no interest whatsoever in him, and I would just rather move on to the Atlanta side. And expect a lot of passing in this game. Uh, not so much, you know, with the running game. Uh, Todd Gurley being so touchdown reliant. I really don't want to trust him, especially since this could end up being like, you know, uh, not more of a split with Brian Hill, but just a continuation of the split uh, with Brian Hill getting maybe a little bit more action in this game as they tended to throw more to guys like Brian Hill, Kadri Allison, and Edo Smith in more high-tempo-type fashion. So Todd Gurley's not really getting any of the pass targets, so I really want to just skip him, even though Carolina is 17th in DVP versus the running back position with 21.8 FanDuel points and 24.1 on DK. Uh, I'm going to slip up to Matt Ryan. I already have him inserted. 7,700, 29, and 6,100. Good for 8th, 12th, and 10th, which will be good for a high-volume type offense, passing offense like this. I know he had a bad week last week, but it is backers. They have a tendency to show up every once in a while, especially against guys that they've just routinely owned um, in their careers, and I'm talking about Matt Ryan. He's had probably, I think it's just been one good game. And that's been about it. Carolina is 26 in passing defense DVOA. Now they're second in points allowed to the quarterback position at 12.4 on FanDuel and 12.6 on DK. I think you're going to see a little bit more uh, this week. They hold all the advantages at the wide receiver position and they hold the advantage at tight end, even with Hayden Hurst not playing that well. So when we look at the wide receiver position, you're going to see that Julio Jones is still questionable with the hamstring. Uh, expected not to actually play here. So I'm going to skip Julio. Granted, if you wanted to risk it, if he actually played, I'd probably say you're crazy. Um, but I get it. Because he's going to be extremely low-owned if he actually plays. But... You're running high with the injury risk there, so I probably would pass on it. What the hell is that? Uh, Calvin Ridley would be the guy that I would look at. DVOA versus wide receiver twos is at 20. Uh, points allowed to the wide receiver position, of course, is at four. That's because they allow so much in the running game. Uh 
and they've faced mostly teams that want to run the ball. Uh, 22.8 on FanDuel, 29.4 on DK. You have Calvin Ridley coming in at 8,300, 34, and 7,500. Good for second, second, and second. He has an extremely good matchup versus cornerback Dante Jackson. So I'm going to go ahead and insert him in there. This is a little bit different than what I thought with the Monday night game. Anybody that talked to me about that game, I said I I really did not like uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Whether or not Julio played or not, I just didn't like the matchup whatsoever. Not a lot of people talked to me about it. Um, uh, But the couple that did, that's what I told them. I just, I didn't like Calvin Ridley. You had to play him in seasonal. You just do because he is a stud. But I didn't really care much for it. Uh, The only other spot that I might take a look is, like I said, Hayden Hurst. Um, I might look at Russell Gage for value, but I'm not 100% that I'm going to be there. Um, more and more I look at this game, the more and more I really don't like it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's two bad teams. It's two defenses that are really not that good. I know Carolina's shown something, but it's they're still facing rookies. These are veterans, so... But Hayden Hurst comes in at 5,700, 16, and 4,700, so he's actually still really good value. Uh, good for 8th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, faces the number 11 defense versus tight ends, uh, but 20th in points allowed to the tight end position are the Carolina Panthers at 11.1 and 13.5. Uh, holds a small advantage on uh, safety Shaq Thompson. <coughs> Cheap defense play? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> see. Carolina is allowing is 17th in points allowed to defense 5.5. They've been 8th, 18th, 16th, and 17th. I'm going to actually install the Atlanta Falcons. I know it's fucking crazy. But I'm going to do it anyways. Because I can always just pull them out. Um, the spreadsheet that I did send out tonight was updated uh, right before I had sent it out with the injury reports and stuff. So that's completely updated. I'll update it again tomorrow uh, before I send it out with the new copies and stuff like that. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to look at Russell Gage here. Kind of want to look at you know what I'm going to do Russell Cage and Olamides the Kesis. I want to take a look at a couple of things in there. Uh, both are going to be value. Of course, the Kesis is going to be extreme value. Um, if Julio does sit, because I mean you're looking at Russell Gage at 5600, 18, and 5100, good for 29th, 28th, and 29th. But uh, Zakisis is 4800 uh minimum of $10 on Yahoo, and 3 k that's a minimum on, uh, or on, yeah, $10 on Yahoo, uh, 3000 on DK, which is minimum 72 75 and 83 So I'm going to take a look at it. I'm going to see if I like anything in there. Um, 
probably not going to like too much, but it is what it is. Uh, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Uh, this is one of the games that we were worried about, uh, but it is playing. Kansas City has started, came out as an 11.5-point favorite, 43 over under. They moved up to a 12-point favorite, and the over under is 55.5. I don't know where the fuck they got that 43. I wish I would have jumped on it. I really need to start looking at some of these <laughs> right at the beginning of the week just so I can go, uh, no, that's not right. That's not right at all. Um, God, what can you say about Las Vegas, Kansas City? Las Vegas is just losing defender after defender after defender. Um, so, I mean, as much as I really like Josh Jacobs, I just don't. You know, I like to use running backs versus these teams. And maybe this could be a complete surprise. I mean, Casey is 27th in rush defense DVOA, uh, 28th against running backs in the passing game. Uh, They kind of got lit up by Damian Harris on that Monday night game last week. So I like Josh Jacobs a lot more than I like Damian Harris. So that's why I'm willing to insert him at least now. And take a look, see if what I kind of a feeling I get. Uh, Casey is 16th in points allowed to the running back position at 21.8 and 25.2. Josh Jacobs comes in at 8,200, 28, and 6,300. Good for third, sixth, and twelfth. So DK, he's definitely he's definitely a good value in there. Uh, anywhere else, it's just ugh, ugh. Um. Generally don't like to use wide receivers against Kansas City. Um, They're pretty good, and I believe they got uh, not only Charvarius Ward, but Brashad Breland should be back in this game, to be honest with you. I think PFF really missed that, unless, of course, he couldn't practice, and then that's why they're just going to reacclimate him there. Um but there's really only two guys to really look at, and it would be Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller would be number one as he's really Derek Carr's, you know, uh, security blanket over there. <clears throat> so definitely going to look at Darren Waller. I'll give you the price and everything here in a second. Uh, $6,800, 20 and 5900 good for fourth, sixth, and fourth. Uh, so he's a good value. He's uh, not a good value, but he's a good play right there, actually. Um, Hunter Renfro, actually, now that I look at his pricing and everything, uh, he would be second in targets if you want to trust a lot of that metric. Um, comes in a really good price here. 5111 so $1 above minimum on Yahoo. Uh, 4,900, good for 51st, 69th, and 32nd. So I think if you need value, I think Hunter Renfro is viable. Now, Kansas City is second in points allowed to the wide receiver position, but he's going to be the main guy because all they really have is Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, and Zay Jones. If, you know, Henry Ruggs might play, but... I think he's going to get kind of locked down. I'd kind of want Ruggs to play because that would leave Renfro and Waller open a little bit more because uh, they'd have to worry about Ruggs' speed. Uh, but Kansas City giving up 21.5 on FanDuel, 27.2 on DK. They are the second. They offer up the second fewest amount of points to the wide receiver position. Kansas City on the other side. 
Um, I will consider Patrick Mahomes, but I guarantee you I'm not going to fucking play him. The, well, I can't guarantee that after what Josh Allen did, and I consider Patrick Mahomes way the fuck better, um, just as a pure passer whatsoever. But if they get up really a lot ahead, are they going to keep stepping on the gas? That's kind of the problem. Raiders are 30th and past EVOA. And I found another fucking mistake. God damn it. What the fuck here, dude? Come on. All right, let's fix that. Um, they're 30th and pass, uh, pass defense DVOA, but they are 12th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.3 and 19.1. Now, is that a false? You know, kind of like, is that like a false positive, like COVID test, right? Because if you look at the DVPs, they were 18th after week one, ninth. They went down to ninth, went down to fifth, and then after last week, they went back up to 12th. We've talked about how they've lost a lot of uh, defenders. That's especially true in the secondary with their safeties and a couple of their corners. So he is actually really viable, but even more viable is one Clyde Edwards Lair. This might be the breakout game that we need. Uh, faces the 30th-ranked uh, rush defense in DVOA, 19th versus running backs in the passing game. They allow the most points in the NFL at 34.2 and 38.8 in FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 7,900, 32, and 6,800, good for 5th, 3rd, and 5th. He is the workhorse back back there, by far and away. Um, in fact, let's go to KC. Let's go see what his production's been here. So, week one, of course, was his was his his best game by far. Uh, twenty five carries for one hundred and thirty eight yards and a touchdown, good for a five point five two average. Week two, ten for thirty eight, good for a three point eight. Uh, week three, 20 carries, 64 yards for a 3.2. And last week he had 16 carries for 64 yards, good for a four-yard average. Uh, in the passing game, he had two targets, no receptions. Then he went to eight targets with six receptions, uh, six targets with five receptions, and three targets for three receptions. So that's 6%, 17, 14, and 10. So he's not, you know, the focal point of the passing game, but he is involved. So that's really good. Um, I think that's something that we can definitely trust. And I will probably definitely take a look at him uh, for cash and leave the passing game more for um, GPP. Now, if I do that, it's whether or not I'm going to trust Waller and Renfro to be the kind of the guys that come back from the other way um, or play the game of can the Raiders get ahead and force Kansas City's hand. That's kind of the problem. I kind of want to look it back at the game logs and see what happened uh, in previous matchups here. But uh, Tyreek Hill definitely in play. 
8200 $28.6900, good for third, seventh, and fifth. He faces the 19th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones, but they are 14th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 27.3 and 34.4. Pro Football Focus has LaMarcus Joyner uh, covering him. I don't think that's 100% true, uh, but it's definitely something that we can take a look at. Uh, Do do I want to trust one Sammy Watkins in this game? 21st-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. That's a tough one. That is really a tough one. I don't know if I can totally trust him. I think a lot of that came out of the Bills game. No, they've been pretty consistent against wide receiver twos. That's what Watkins is. It's not Nicole Hardman, although Hardman might not be a bad uh, guy to use in a spot like this. So if you're willing to do it, I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, they do have it as Hill, Watkins, and Demarcus Robinson being the three starters. So probably have to be a little bit careful with that. They are twelfth against wide receiver pluses, so they've pretty much had it co- uh, uh, covered. But they do have problem with a lot of speed. That's why I do like Tyreek Hill. I don't know. I mean, Stephon Diggs just had a really good game last week, and even. John Brown as the wide receiver too uh, didn't do too bad. I thought he, I thought the touchdown that he got robbed of at the end, uh, near the end of the game, I thought that was his, um, definitely for sure. But uh, Kansas City, uh, Kansas City's defense is in play here. Uh, Raiders are nineteenth in points allowed to opposing teams' defenses at you know six. Um, they started out pretty well. They were only allowed, they were what, second in the league, fifth in the league, but then they jumped up to 20th and up to 19th. So we're going to take a look at that. Uh, definitely for cash, um, you could probably just go Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the Kansas City defense <clears throat> and sleep like a baby. It got dark real fucking quick. What the fuck? Hmm. It's not even seven. It's fucking dark out already. Damn it. It's bullshit. It's nice as hell out, though. It's in the 70s. I love it. Um. All right. We got one of our games back here for sure. Uh, Jets had a false positive. So Arizona left for New York today. Or tonight, actually. Uh, so Arizona at New York Jets is on. Opened with Arizona being an 8.5-point favorite. 44.5 was the over-under. Uh, currently, it is Arizona at minus 7 and a 47 over-under. Uh, what is there to say about the Jets? Uh, they suck a bag of dicks. Um, I think you can definitely consider Kyler Murray in here, even though the... <clears throat> um, the Jets are 22nd in pass pass DVOA, but they are only 8th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 17.9 and 19.1. Uh, Kyler Murray can definitely get it done with his legs. I want to see the pass game logs for the Jets on the quarterbacks that they faced. Let me just do that right now. Let's see who they faced. 
they faced Josh Allen in week one. We know how that one fucking worked out. Uh, 49ers was Jimmy G. That's when he got hurt. Colts, so Phillip Rivers, and then you had the shit show, which was Denver. So definitely Kyler Murray's in play here. Uh, probably nothing more than a GPP, uh, just the way that he's been playing and with the matchup here. So I'm considering Kyler Murray here. 8,340 uh, 8, and 7,200, good for fifth, second, and fifth. So I'd probably fade him on Yahoo. Wouldn't use him over there. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely considering him here. Um, after what happened last week, he, uh, the Drake can be considered here, um, but I'm including my guy, Chase Edmonds. So I need to take a look at snap shares in here, um, which to me is really important. Because he, Kenyon Drake dipped down last week. Chase Edmonds was playing a hell of a lot, so there was talk of an injury there. Uh, Jets are seventh in DVOA rush defense. They are sixth against running backs in the passing game, but they are 25th in points allowed to the running back position at 27.3 and 31. Uh, if you look at the weekly bar, 10th, 24th, 26th, and 25th. So definitely the last three weeks they've just been getting just demolished, you know, by the running back position. So I think we could consider Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds here. Um, but we got we have to remember, though, too, is that Kyler Murray is a running quarterback. So Kyler Murray will, will probably bleed some of those points over to him. And that's what I would consider if using him in a GPP. The only problem is whether or not the Jets can play along and keep him on the field. But I think this could be, you know, we talk about get-right games every once in a while. This could be Kyler Murray's get-right game. And if it's going to be his get-right game, who's the guy that's going to be coming along with him? That's right, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, number one across the board, 8,737 and 7,900. Uh, the Jets are 28th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. It's They just have been bleeding points to the number ones. Uh, Blession Austin is going to be covering him. Uh, he cannot cover him. Uh, Jets are only 12th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 27.3 and 34.3, but I think that's counterintuitive with or in, uh, that kind of goes along with what we just kind of looked at on the target sheet for what the quarterbacks were that he that they were playing. This is why I added on the target sheets, I added the teams that they were playing. So you can put it in your head and kind of look at these bars and go, okay, who did they play? That's going to be important. That kind of goes along with the whole thing with air yards, A dot. All that shit. I kind of like dot to be honest with you. Uh, average depth of target. But here's the problem. When you look at air yards, when you look at dot, is it done game by... I, I don't know how some of these guys are doing it, right? 
you know, you know, listing it out and showing uh, these air yards or a, a dot. Is it game by game or is it as a whole? That should be your first question. If you're willing to show me the air yards with the A dot game by game, I can buy into it. The problem is I think a lot of these sites, granted, like I said, I don't know, so I could be completely talking out of my ass on here, but this is kind of what I'm assuming based on what I hear on the radio, what I hear on podcasts and stuff like that. Even by people in the industry that I really fucking respect. If we're ta- if we're taking a full season of air yards and transferring it into a dot, that's not really telling you the tr- uh, whole fucking story. That's telling you full season, but you need to break it down game by game. You need to take it by who the opponent was, what kind of defender they've you know. Once you know the opponent. You know who the defenders are, how they play defense, if they keep them in front, if they have a guy that can sit on an island and sit on a number one wide receiver, right? Shadow coverage and all and all whatnot. That's important. So let's not buy into air yards all that much. We can look at it, but take it with a grain of salt. If they're not doing it game by game, it's flawed. It's completely fucking flawed. Flawed. (laughs) I just wanted to throw in that last flawed. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald actually does have a good matchup, too. Um, Jets are 32nd versus the wide receiver, two in DVOA. Um, I just don't know if I can trust Larry Fitzgerald. That's kind of the problem. Uh, he's not scoring that many points. It's pretty much going to all Hopkins or nothing. So really it's like, is he going to trust some of his other wide receivers? Now we saw Andy Isabella get stuff done when Christian Kirk wasn't involved. That's the problem. I think a lot of people went back to the Andy uh, Isabella spot last week and they got extremely fucking burned. Because Christian Kirk was available for that game, so it fucked everything up. So, uh, I'm going to take a look at. I want to take a look at Larry Fitzgerald. I want to take a look at a couple of things. Uh, maybe go back to a couple things of tape on him for sure, uh, just to see how he's handled in that offense. But uh, last but certainly not least, we're not going to bother with the tight end here. We're not fucking around with Dan Arnold. Fuck that. Um, you can look at the Arizona defense here, uh, especially since Joe Flacco will be the quarterback for the Jets in this game. So that's kind of the problem. Whether or not they're going to be able to play along is going to be relied upon with uh, Joe Burrow's or Joe Burrow. If it was Joe Burrow, I'd be fine with it. Uh, Joe Flacco's arm. And I just don't trust Joe Flacco whatsoever. Um, even though when we go to the jet side, you'll see Arizona's 23rd in pass in past DVOA 19th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Now that is up. If you look at the chart now, remember the first number in the, in that line is always just the number from last year 
that's kind of our starting point whether or not we decide we're going to attack that if it's still truthful to uh if it was still truthful coming into the season um they went from 16th down to 8th for a couple weeks and then they kind of got torn up by Teddy Bridgewater so is that just a hiccup or is that trending in the wrong direction My guess is that they did not take that fucking game seriously. It's kind of like when the Chargers played them. They just didn't take it fucking seriously. Not at all. Take a look here. I believe Le'Veon Bell is actually back. Um, And as much as I'd like to try and trust Le'Veon Bell, I really wouldn't, to be honest with you. But... Facing a DVOA uh, rush defense of 14, 29th versus running backs in the passing game. We know how good of a pass receiver that Le'Veon Bell is. Um, 27th in points allowed to the running back position at 24.9 and 29.4 on DK. Um, I still think you're going to see a shitload of fucking Frank Gore in this. You know, first week back, I doubt they're going to run him out full tilt. So I'm not going to trust it. And you know what? I think, did I just find another fucking mistake here? No. Wow. Arizona versus the uh, wide receiver DVP points. Is that true? 32.69, on DK. Why are they third then? Huh. Oh, no, 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 no. My points are in the wrong spot. Uh-oh. Rut roll, Raggy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Oh, the power of technology. He didn't even know I was gone and fixed this fucking thing. I knew there was something I was missing up here. <clears throat> I have some notes on stuff that I have to fix up until about week six. So they actually give up 22.2 points to the wide receiver position on FanDuel, uh, 28.5 on DK. So um, see, the problem here is that, like, really the only guy that I probably would trust here would be Jamison Crowder. But... I mean, there's not much. The problem is you don't know what you're going to get out of fucking Flacco. Now, I can tell you this. Secret, secret, secret. And this is just for you Yahoo players. If you don't play on Yahoo, you do not know what you're missing out on. So on on, uh <clears throat> FanDuel, he is 6300 5800 on DK. He's only $13 on Yahoo. FanDuel, he is the 16th priced, highest priced wide receiver, 20th highest priced wide receiver. Oh, was that Judge? Yeah. 
Six, uh, 20th price wide receiver on DK. 56th priced player on Yahoo. So on Yahoo, he has the matchup. He is the wide receiver one, even if he's at the wide receiver two. You know, it's a 29 DVOA versus a 25th DVOA. Uh, he will be facing By- Byron Murphy in the slot. I doubt you're going to see any Patrick Peterson sliding in there. Uh, Drake or Patrick, even if Drake or Patrick came in there, he'd own his ass. So um, on Yahoo, I'm probably going to leave Crowder in there because you can't have him $3 above minimum. There's just no fucking way. No fucking way. So definitely, definitely take a look at his price over there. Um, yeah, we installed Arizona. So uh, moving on, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh opened as a seven-point favorite, 44 over under. Currently, it's the same. Pittsburgh 7, 44 over under. I do expect them to go over that 44 in this game. Um, there is a little bit with the Steelers' defense. Now, whether or not they fixed it with having that uh, that all of a sudden bye week last week, you will see that the uh Wide receivers, or against wide receivers, I should say. Pittsburgh is 28th in the league in points allowed, 34.4 and 42.2. 17th in DVOA versus wide receiver ones, 16th versus wide receiver twos, 26th versus wide receiver pluses. So where can we go here? Right? I mean, it's technically it's bad matchups across the board. So can we trust anything in here? Well, I can tell you this. If Deshaun Jackson's on the field, this is this is what I've noticed about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Granted, Deshaun Jackson's probably not going to make it. He's questionable right now anyway. So... Um, thing that I've noticed about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are getting their asses handed to them with speed receivers. So there's two guys that I'm going to look at. One is Deshaun Jackson, who is not going to be, uh, you know, very popular with any of us. But he is 5,500, 16, and 4,600. Good for 34th, 37th, and 45th. So it's good pricing there. Um, we have a couple wide receivers out. Alshon Jeffrey's going to be out. Jalen Rager's still on IR. Uh, so you got Greg Ward, Jalen Hightower, or John Hightower, my bad, J.J. Arthega-Whiteside, and Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Had a nice little report last week. As a punt at 4,500, 10, and 3K, Good for 100th, 75th, and 83rd. If you need a punt, I don't hate Travis Fulgham because they're going to have to throw. I'm not trusting Ertz. He looks like shit. On film, he looks absolutely horrible. So I'm going to take a look at Travis Fulgham. Definitely if you need a punt and you need to get the higher-end options up in there. I will take a look at Ben Roethlisberger. Against Philly, their secondary is just really flaming out. 
they're going to be looking to really kind of take it to their opponent. And I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just for the plain simple fact they've had an extra week off, which is good for Roethlisberger. Against a defense of 16th versus the pass in DVOA. Ninth in points allowed to the quarterback position at 17.7 and 18.7. Again, let's take a look at let's take a look at Philly. Let's see if I can sell this. So who have who have the opponents been? Week one, douche canoes. Haskins, not a good quarterback. Versus the Rams. So that's Jared Goff. Not a terrific quarterback, but not bad. Uh, Joe Burrow in week three. Rookie. Had about 300-some-odd yards. Still is kind of limited in his options of who he can use. And then he had week four with the 49ers. And that was Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. I think it's safe to say that Roethlisberger is probably better than all of those quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, uh, I love Joe Burrow. I'm not knocking Joe Burrow, but he's still a rookie, right? So as a veteran, not going to get a whole hell of a lot of pass rush out of the Eagles. So I do think Ben Roethlisberger is in play, so I'm installing him. 7,431 and 6,600, good for 10th, 8th, and 7th. We're going to skip the running backs. We don't want to use running backs against the Eagles anyways. Uh, And then we're going to go to uh, the wide receivers. Uh, I've heard a little bit about uh, both Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson. Everybody's a little bit concerned about Darius Slay. Darius Slay, who's going to... Darius Slay, no, he's going to be out on Deontay Johnson because he's going to be on the outside. Oh, so that's going to mean that Schuster's going to be there. But they flip inside and out every once in a while, so Johnson gets to be in the slot. Oh, against Nickel Roby Coleman. Actually, all the corners really suck. They really suck this year for Atlanta. They're getting torched. Um... 19th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 30.4 and 38.4. So I kind of like Deontay Johnson um, as the Eagles are 23rd in DVOA versus wide receiver twos. That's been pretty consistent. Uh, 32, 31, 31, and 23 kind of went down because San Francisco, you know, who was really the wide receiver two, it was probably Debo last week um, that they utilized there. But uh, so I'll consider them. A uh, guy that you definitely, definitely have to consider here is one Eric Ebron. 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 Going against the 32nd ranked uh, DVO, DVOA defense versus tight ends. And 30th in points allowed to the position. Is this doomed to fail because of Vance McDonald? Mm, we'll take a look at the target share. Uh or at least I'll I'll reiterate it in the write up tomorrow. Um, I don't think there's really going to be too much to have to worry about. Uh, Eagles giving up seventeen point nine and twenty one point nine on DK respectively. Uh, Pittsburgh defense is rested though. 
I mean, they may give up a long touchdown, but I think you're. I think we may be in line for a bunch of shitload of sacks, shitload of interceptions. This game might score, get hit the over just based on defensive touchdowns. Let's just be fair here. Next game on the docket, we have the L.A. Rams at the Washington Douche Canoes. L.A. Rams nine and a half point favorites. Forty over under was the start. They are down to a seven-point favorite, and 46 is now the over-under, so over-under total went up. Um, I am not going to trust Jared Goff in this spot. I'm not going to trust the running backs because Cam Akers is expected to play here. Um, but I will take a look at uh, I will take a look at Robert Woods this week. Oh. Oh, I think this first time I'm right now I might write up Robert Woods this this year. Um faces the 24th ranked defense versus wide receiver ones and will have Ronald Darby on him. Uh so that is pretty good here. Let's get your pricing and your ranks. Uh 6700, 23 and 6400 good for 11th, 12th and 11th. He is an he is active in every game. Uh, so I think you can definitely trust, uh, rely on him. I might take a look. Fuck, I might take a look at Cherikov. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, tight end, you can look at Tyler Higby here. I know he hasn't been all that great the last couple of weeks. Uh, 6K, 2200 or $22, uh, 5600 good for 6th, 4th, and 6th. He faces the 31st-ranked DVOA defense versus tight ends, 29th in points allowed at 16.1 and 19.5, uh, facing one Kevin Pierre-Lewis. So... You know what? I'm going to go look at Douche Canoes while I'm here. Obviously, they faced the Eagles in week one. Um, that was the start of it all with uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Uh, Cardinals in week two. Okay, they don't really have a tight end. Um, so I don't know how that worked. Uh, Browns. Browns. I don't remember Hooper doing anything there. Uh, and then you had the Ravens last week, so they gave up two touchdowns to Mark Andrews last week. So definitely in play there. Uh, L.A. Rams defense is in play. You will have Kyle Allen on the other side. Um, so I don't hate I don't hate the Rams play, especially in uh, seasonal here. So Rams definitely in play. Uh, let's see, Washington, Washington, douche canoes. Where is my, where's my, where's my mouse? Come on, Mises, where are you? Oh, there you are. Uh, so the Washington side is really going to be only one play that I'm really going to like here. Although, hmm. No, Terry McLaurin's going to have Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams at times. I know there's a lot of people that are kind of looking at Terry McLaurin here. Uh, but the real good play is uh, is always at the running back position against the Rams. So we're going to definitely take a look at Antonio Gibson here. 28th in DVOA versus the run. And they are 22nd in 
uh, DVOA versus running back in the passing game. Now they're 15th in points allowed to the running back position at 21.7 and 24.6. Uh, but we've seen uh, from time to time if you get a really uh, good, exciting running, you know, energetic young running back in there, um, he'll have a tendency to do good things against the L.A. Rams. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore opened up as a 13-point favorite. 46 was the over-under. Baltimore is now still a 13-point favorite, and it's now a 51 over-under. Um, Joe Burrow is going to have a little bit of success here. We saw Dwayne Haskins have some success. He's both a running quarterback. You know, he's a running quarterback as well. So uh, it's definitely opportunities for Cincinnati to score here. It's just I think it's going to be completely spread out. Um, I don't, I do not trust Joe Mixon in this, in this matchup, especially since he's probably going to be a little bit higher owned, um, just after last week, just people just chasing point chasing could be wrong on that. His ownership could come lower just based on the fact that it is the, uh, Baltimore Ravens here. But as far as the wide receivers go, I mean, really the only guy that you can trust here is probably Tyler Boyd out of the slot, and yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are just like, oh no, he's facing Marlon Humphrey. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure as fuck not going to use A.J. Green, and I just, I'm not going to trust the rookie in T. Higgins, even though he has been good, and I said he was good um, during draft season, Uh, but he's going to have Marcus Peters. I just don't see that much. Um, So I think I'm going to pass on Cincy wide receivers. Uh, definitely on the tight end because uh, I told you Drew Sample is a blocking tight end. So The Baltimore side, uh, we have Lamar Jackson nursing a knee injury. Um, so that's not good, but he's expected to play uh, without limitation here. So do we want to get involved with this clusterfuck that is uh, the Baltimore rush or running backs, I should say. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, is 21st in DVOA against Rush, 13th against running back in the passing game. So they're 22nd in points allowed to the running back position at 24.4 and 26.8. So this could be a little bit of a rotational type thing. It could take away from each other. So if we do Mark Ingram, it's probably going to be in tournaments. Uh, 6,100, 22, and 5,400, good for 21st, 13th, and 20th. So on FanDuel and DK, uh, we like him the most, um, not on Yahoo. But uh, I have installed Mark Ingram. I'm going to take a look. I need to take a look at that Baltimore game again last week because they, invo- they got him a little bit more involved in there. Now, could be just because he was playing angry or whatnot, but it is what it is. Uh Said it last week, I don't like attacking the Cincinnati Bengals' pass defense. Hi, baby. Hi, baby kitty. Can you move out of the way, please? Thank you, baby. (laughs) My cat got in front of the TV, or my screen. So I'm not going to trust Marquise Brown in here. Now, he does have a pretty plus matchup versus Darius Phillips, but not in DVOA. Uh, just in a matchup in general uh, with talent. I'm not going to trust Willie Sneed, you know, Miles Boykin, any of those guys. So I think we just take a pass on the passing game, even with Mark Andrews here. Um, 
I'm just not going to trust it. I just, I just don't have any trust. Um, I will take a look at the Baltimore defense. You kind of have to in this game, but I do have a lot of trust in Joe Burrow to at least not really turn the ball over. I'll have to look and see how who's had the turnovers for that team, but um, I'm probably going to end up skipping the Baltimore defense. They're second across the board. Uh, or, I'm sorry, fourth on DK, so you get a little bit of value over there. Uh, Cincinnati is 22nd in points allowed to the opposing defense, so it, it all kind of depends if we're looking at, say, sacks, strip fumbles, stuff like that, so. Next game is going to be Jacksonville at Houston. Houston opened as a six and a half point favorite, forty-seven over under. Houston dropped to a five and a half point favorite. That is now a fifty-four and a half over under. So we need to decide: uh, do we trust one Gardner Minshew? Do we trust one Gardner Minshew? Is this game going to shoot out like everybody thinks it is? Well, I'll definitely tell you this: I will look at the Minshew. I will take a look at the Minshew. I'm a sucker for a man with a mustache. I'm I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm not a sucker for a man with a mustache. That's, that's disgusting. It's got to be a full-length beard. Goes against the Houston uh, Texans pass defense, which is 19th in DVOA. 14th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18 and 18. Uh, and that has dropped. It's dropped every week. 19, 17, 15, 14. So we need to decide if Gardner Minshew is going to hit that hit that value spot. At 7,200, 28, and 6,200, good for 12th, 13th, and 9th. You're looking at him needing to hit about 21 points on FanDuel. 18 on DK, so he's not too bad over there. Um... 28 on Yahoo. Yeah, it's about right, about 20 points. So um, I think we can definitely still keep continue to take a look at one James Robinson. Now, I kind of don't like his price on a couple of sites, but uh, FanDuel is not too bad. Um, let me just install this guy. So James Robinson. 6,600 on FanDuel, 25 on Yahoo, and 6,700 on DK. Good for 13th, 8th, and 6th. So his best price is over on FanDuel. Uh, Texans are 29th in DVOA versus the run, 15th versus running backs in the passing game. Fucking kids, shut the fuck up. Uh, 30th in points allowed to the to the running back position at 29.4 and 33.2 on DK. So definitely going to take a look there. Uh, Bradley Roby is not scaring me. Uh, we saw what happened with Adam Thielen. That's kind of my breaking point. If you get stomped by Adam Thielen, a guy that I absolutely hate, guess what? You just opened floodgates for wide receivers that I love to love, and one of them is DJ Chark. Now, if I don't go with the Minshew side... I will definitely look at DJ Chark going against the 23rd-ranked defense versus wide receiver ones. Uh, Will be covered by probably by Bradley Roby. 
The Houston Texans are 13th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 27.3 on FanDuel and 34.8 on DK. So I like him there. Uh, Chenault came off of the injury report today. Um, I gotta, I still got to give you the pricing on uh, DJ Chark here. Let me give you that first. Uh, DJ Chark, 7K, 22 and 6,500. Good for 9th, 15th, and 9th. So he's really, really low priced. Um, especially on, on Yahoo, I'll probably have all the DJ Chark on there. Um, LaVisca Chenault, on the other hand, probably more of a GBP play, even though his price is at 5316 and 4500 Good for 41st, 37th, and 50th. He faces the 30th-ranked DVOA because he's going to be going against one Vernon Hargreaves. So the only thing is just that I like the volume a little bit more that DJ Chark is getting now that he's come back, um, and I expect that to continue. It's, it has nothing to do with Chenault's uh, talent in there, um, but I doubt he's going to make the cut unless I really, really like him as a value-type option. Uh, Tyler Eifert, James O'Shaughnessy are pretty much splitting the workload at tight end, so I'm going to pass even though... Uh, Houston is 30th against the tight end position, uh, 17th in points allowed to that position. So at uh, 10.4 and 12.6. Uh, Jaguars defense against Houston, uh, I'm not buying it, even though they're 28th. They're 28th in points allowed uh, to opposing defenses. This is Houston Texans. So it was 24, 31st. That, that, see, that when they went to 31st, that's where they just completely fucking imploded and i think that was the that might have been the steelers game now i gotta fucking look at it god damn it oh that was the well they jumped up they had the chiefs it was the ravens game where they really jumped up um, they must have had a shitload of fumbles. I know Watson, Watson had an interception. Do, 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 do. Where's my fumbles lost? Nobody fumbled the ball. That's bullshit. Must have had a ton of sacks. Um, versus the line. Then it, then they had the Steelers, and they didn't come down from the Vikings. So. Vikings were just smoking the shit out of them. So I don't know. I don't know. Could Jacksonville be that middle-range defense? They might be a mid-range defense to take a look at, if you're, especially if you're not going into this game, not getting a lot of action on there. Hmm, it might make for a good GPP play. I have to look into that. Jacksonville hasn't been all that great. So let's see. Houston side going against a 32nd ranked DVOA. We have no clue what's going to happen with this offense. So I'm telling you this. Uh, at least I, most of these guys are probably going to be, if they even get considered after the final cut. 
they're probably going to be more GPP-ish. But Deshaun Watson goes against a 32nd ranked pass uh, DVOA defense. Uh, 20th in points allowed to the uh, quarterback position at 21.1 and 22.7. So Watson comes in at 7,930 and 6,900. Good for 6, 10th, and 6. Have to consider it. And especially since um, Jacksonville is actually really poor against the running game. I'd like to see Deshaun Jackson run it a little bit more. I just don't know if I can trust it. Yeah, we'll take a look. Uh, Next on my list would be one, uh, David Johnson. This would be more of a GPP play as uh, the Jags are 17th in rush DVOA, 27th against running backs in the passing game. They are 26 in points allowed to the running back position at 28 on FanDuel, 32.2 on DK. Um, that was a significant jump from last week. Um, where if we pull the target sheet up, oh, you, you don't, you don't want to respond to me right now. Okay. I get it. What is this? What is this prime rib biscuit, prime rib and fried egg biscuit only from Hardee's and Carl's jr. Mm -mm, bitch. Um, let's see here. So they played the Colts, Titans, Dolphins. Oh, the, duh! They this was the mixing game last from last week. So are we going to chase the mixing game with David Johnson? Hmm. Well, it's going to come down to really usage. I think. Um, I think he's getting primarily all the usage here. So. Now, we did see a little bit of Duke Johnson last week, but let's see. He had 11 carries, 11 carries, 13 carries, 16 carries, 4, 4, 3, 3 in targets. So it's been steady the whole way in there, even with two weeks where you had Duke Johnson come in and do absolutely fucking nothing for the most part. Yeah, he didn't do too bad, actually, in week four. So, I think we could consider David Johnson. I don't think he looks that bad, to be completely honest with you. Um, if we're considering uh, Deshaun Watson, you gotta you gotta consider Will Fuller. Um, he is up in price, except over on Yahoo. I'll get that for you here in two seconds. So. 6,600, 19, and 6,600 across the board. That is, oh, 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 I did that wrong. Uh, That is good for 12th, 22nd. He's still only $19. So he's falling under that, uh, like, kind of mid-range type price. Like, $20 is kind of, like, really, like, the mid-range price for these guys. So... You know, 12th, 22nd, and 8th. I mean, Yahoo, definitely, you got to take a look at them. Not really much else going on here. Now, you could take a look at, you could take a look at Randall Cobb. We could take a look at Brandon Cooks. Uh, let's see what the target shares are for these two. So, 5, 8, 5, and 3. That's for Brandon Cooks. 
Randall Cobb, three, six, four, and five. So he's got he's got a lot more trust in Randall Cobb. Yeah, Kenny Stills actually scored last week. Mm, do I trust Randall Cobb? I'll take a look at him. I I do know that there are some people that are going to try and use Brandon Cooks as a pivot off of Will Fuller. I'm not really onto it. I don't think he breaks out here. Um, I kind of think Brandon Cooks is done. It's unfortunate. He's actually pretty talented, though. Uh, tight end we're not going to consider here. Jordan Akins is questionable. Um, that might look good on paper as far as uh, using Darren Fells if he's the only tight end available. Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I can see worse worse plays here. No. You know what? I'm, I can't do it. Uh, 29th in DVOA versus tight end, 27th in points allowed to the tight end position at 14.2 and 16.5. I think Aikens plays. I, this might be a, a clusterfuck uh, where they split up the points in here. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and just skip that. Uh, late Sunday games. Miami at San Francisco. San Francisco opened as an 8.5 point favorite, 46.5 over under. Uh, San Francisco went up to a nine-point favorite. Fifty and a half is now the over/under. Uh, I'm sorry, but I really can't find a lot out of here except I can put trust in Devontae Parker. This is going to look like a terrible matchup on paper, right? Uh, but they are going to be missing cornerbacks Emmanuel Mosley. Kawan Williams and Dante Johnson. And they even have cornerback Akella Witherspoon questionable. Now, you probably will see a little bit of Verrett on uh, Devontae Parker, but I don't hate this play, to be completely honest. I was thinking about this actually earlier today. Somebody asked me about it. Um, it's it's fifth in DVOA. Uh, and they are the 49ers are six in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 25.2 and 33.4. But I think in this matchup, I think he can actually have his way here. Uh, 6,400 on FanDuel, 19 and 5,900. Good for 15th, 22nd, and 18th. So it's a nice, it's actually a nice little mid-range right in there. Um, But you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo coming back this week so probably going to be a bunch of people looking at him uh coming back from that high ankle sprain it's just not a lot of volume in it that's the only problem uh especially if we get raheem mostert back i think you're going to probably see a lot of raheem mostert and jarek mckinnon splitting up this workload um miami is 31st in DVOA versus the run, they're 30th against running backs in the passing game, and then 23rd in points allowed to the running back position at 26 and 28.9. Um, God, I can't consider either when either when both of them are there. I can't really consider them. Um, well, I mean, I can, but I think you know what. 
I think if Raheem Mostert plays, I think this is kind of like the the uh, Chris Carson thing from last week, right? Where he came back and he actually had a really good game. I think this could might be it for Mostert. Now, I I wouldn't be I probably wouldn't trust the play in cash. I take something a bit safer, uh, especially with this being late afternoon. You're probably not going to know about it. Um, so he's 6,500, 25, and 6,100. Good for 14th, 8th, and 15th. 31st rank rush defense DVOA, 30th against running backs in the pass, 23rd in points allowed to the position. So you look at Jarek McKinnon. And he's sixty four hundred twenty dollars and fifty eight hundred. Good for sixteenth, uh, fifteenth, and seventeenth. There's one way that you can play this, and this is how I would play it. I did install Raheem Mostert. You know what? I got to install Jarek McKinnon in here too. Um, Jarek McKinnon over fucking Jeff Wilson all day. Don't even ask me about Jeff Wilson. Not even considering him. Not even considering him. Um, I gotta keep these two together. So, oh, I forgot to put Tevin Coleman on IR. So here's how I would run it while I'm putting Coleman on IR. So that'll be updated on your sheet. Duh. But uh, I would, if you're going to use Raheem Mostert, what you would do is you would just put Raheem Mostert in. And if Raheem Mostert, if it's a truly a game-time decision, then fuck it, just change out and put McKinnon in there. That's the way I would run it. I bet you're going to get, I bet you we could get real, really good low ownership on this. I'm pretty certain of it. And with Mostert's upside against the Miami Dolphins unit that is just fucking terrible altogether anyways. I mean, he could fucking explode. He could fucking explode for like 30 points on just like three fucking runs. So, yeah, that's how that's how I would do it. I would run I would run Raheem Mostert and then just use Jerick McKinnon as the pin as the pivot just you know, when we get to those 4 o'clock Eastern games. Just fucking pivot off it. That's all I would do. Um, I don't know if I can trust any of the wide receivers, though, for for San Francisco. My daughter just scared the shit out of me. Closing the door too loud. Um, I don't know if we can trust any of the wide receivers right now until we see what happens here with them. Uh, Debo Samuel is getting COVID tested. Uh, he's been sick this week. So that's kind of the thing. Um, I'd really, really kind of like to start Brandon Ayuk, to be completely honest with you. Um, I think this is all Debo. This is Debo related. So I don't know how much I really want to play this. It depends on how funky I want to get. But I think Brandon Ayuk is in play. Um, actually, I kind of like Debo in there too. But and you know what? If he's been sick, I don't really want to trust it. So 
Ayuk, 5,617 and 5,200. Good for 29th, 33rd, and 28th. He is going against the uh, fifth-ranked defense versus wide receiver twos, but they are giving out their 25th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So um, we've seen wide receiver twos have success here, right? Like uh, who would be the wide receiver two that actually had really good success against them? Oh, wait, one Tyler Lockett. Now he came out of the slot. So that's why you're seeing the twenty fifth that's why you're seeing the twenty fifth at the wide receiver plus. So whether or not Kendrick Bourne might be a better play, the upside in Ayuk is a lot higher. So that's why I would trust him a little bit more. Um although you can make you can make a case that Jimmy G actually likes Kendrick Bourne. Um He hasn't really worked with Ayuk too much outside of practice, but um, so, I mean, you can make the case for Kendrick Bourne out of the slot, you know, 5,200, uh, $2 above min price on Yahoo, 4,200. So that's 200. Oh no, that's 1200 above min price. So 45th, 65th and 56th. So you can make a, you can make a case there. This game is going to be a little bit higher scoring. So I'm wondering if I shouldn't include Jimmy G. I mean, it makes sense, right? I just don't know how to run it back the other way. That's the only problem. I mean, I can put Parker in there and be fine with it. Maybe just put... It's tough. That's tough. Overall, I'd probably just skip it. Um, Jimmy G, though, is a good price. 6700 24 and 5500 Good for... 22nd, 18th, and 18th. That's a hell of a savings, dude. Mm. I'm going to see it. I have to see what his output is in offenses like that. But uh, George Kittle, of course, is uh, definitely in play. Probably the best option to use, you know, in cash games. Uh, 7,100, 28th, and 6,600. Good for third, one and one. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are 16th versus the tight end. Uh, six and points allowed to the tight end position, but you have safety Eric Rowe back there. Um, I'm not really going to buy into that too much. It's George Kittle, and we know that Jimmy G trusts him like with his life, so I think we're good there. Indianapolis at Cleveland. Indianapolis a 2.5-point favorite, 46.5 over under. Indianapolis dropped to a 1-point favorite, 47.5 uh, over under. Linebacker Darius Leonard is out in this game. Uh, so that kind of bumps up Cleveland a bit. The problem is like everything sets up for the passing game for Indianapolis, right? But that's not what they want to do. They want to fucking run it. So, but I just, I can't fucking trust it. I just, I can't trust any bit of this. I can't trust Mo Ali Cox because we have Jack Doyle and Trey Burton back. So they're all split in snaps. Can't trust any of the wide receivers there. I'm not going to trust the running backs in this. Except for maybe a little bit of Naheem Hines. But if they play from ahead, then it's all just Jonathan Taylor, right? So I think I'm just going to fucking pass. I really think I'm just going to pass. Cleveland side, not much better. Um, 
Indianapolis has been good against everything. I would probably give a little bit of love to Kareem Hunt, especially on Yahoo where he's $18. So, I mean, you look across board, 7, 7K, 18, and 6,500. Good for 8th, 19th, and 7th. So, oh, man. I know Dearness Johnson's going to be there, but Man, I might take a look at Cream Hunt. Just even just specifically just for Yahoo. Eighteen dollars for a starting running back. Like a like a RB one style running back. Huh. Take a look there. I don't like anything else in here. I'm not trusting the defenses either. Um maybe Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland just because they're at home, but I'm not gonna look at it. Um, is this our last one before the Sunday night football game? It better be. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm running really fucking long here. Um, that's why it's a good thing. If you do, uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify, at least you're able to pause it. Unlike last year where we had Spreaker. So, uh, we have New York giants versus Dallas. This is going to be the popular one. Dallas opened as an 11-point favorite, 44 over under. That is now Dallas at 8.5, so it's dropped as a favorite, 54 over under. The question is whether or not we can actually trust Daniel Jones, and I'm going to tell you this right now. No, you can't. So we need to be really, really fucking careful with this. Like, if you're doing GPP lineups, if you want to make one lineup that stacks this, I'm okay with it if you're running, you know, multiple lineups. If you're doing a single entry lineup, I doubt you're going to want to run this one. Um, why do I keep? Why? Why are my juniors not showing up here? Well, Wayne Goldman Jr. Duh. Um, but it is the 25th ranked DVOA pass defense, 29th in points allowed at 23 and 23.8. Jimmy G is still, or uh, Daniel Jones is still at 7K, 22, 5,400. So he's the 16th, 24th, and 20th ranked quarterback. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. That's why we're trying to figure out if this is a trap or not. I know a lot of people are thinking it's a trap. The running backs, I can't trust. I can't trust Freeman, Gallman, Deion Lewis. I'm not trusting any of that shit right now, but it is a good matchup for Devontae Freeman. It's just whether or not he can get it done uh, behind this offensive line. Um, you definitely have to take a look, at, though, at Darius Slayton and your GPPs. Not so much in cash, because I think a lot of people will be actually off of it. Well, they might be on it a little bit. Not that it matters, but... But Darius Slayton, actually, when you look at the price, 5,800, 19, and 4,800. Good for 24th, 22nd, and 36th. I mean, there's worse fucking punt plays if you don't need to go all the way down. 25th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver once. This is the Odell Beckham spot. Uh, 31st in points allowed to the wide receiver position as a whole at 43.1 and 53 on DK. Uh, Golden Tate also has a really good matchup against the 27th ranked DVOA. 
against wide receiver twos. And he is facing Jordan Lewis, who can be burned. So we can definitely consider we can consider both Golden Tate and Darius Shepard here. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, you take a look at Evan Ingram. Even he's got the great matchup, right? Because this defense sucks right now. So is this like the last opportunity that we can use uh, Giants all year? That's kind of my question here. Um, I will tell you I'm probably going to end up running at least one lineup out of here with them. But uh, Evan Ingram, 22nd. Uh, Cowboys are 22nd against uh, tight ends in DVOA. 28th in points allowed at 15.2 and 18.4. Now, when you look at Evan Ingram, comes in at 5,500, 15, and 4,600. So 11, 13, and 12. It's a hell of a punt. It's a hell of a punt, but I would probably only trust it in GPP. I'd probably just pay up for Kittle on uh, for a tight end, to be completely honest with you. Cowboys side, you have Dak Prescott going against the 24th-ranked pass defense, uh, but they're six in points allowed to the quarterback position, so that's kind of scary. There's a lot of people that are going to go after Zeke in this one, um, which has me kind of leaning towards Zach again because he's so expensive, whether or not anybody's actually going to want to pay up for him, which means that his ownership will sink at least for that side, right? So um, you can definitely consider it, whether or not it's right or wrong. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't put all these quarter, I can't leave all these quarterbacks in there. So I'm going to probably end up taking something out. Uh, but the matchup that you're seeing here with Zeke Elliott, I mean, it's the 11th ranked pat, a rush defense. I talked about this last week, right, with Daryl Henderson where nobody listened to me, and now the Cowboys are missing both the outside tackles again. It's not good. It's not good at all. He's going to have to make the hay in the passing game uh, where the Giants are 32nd versus running back in the passing game, 18th in points allowed to the running back at 22.6 and 26.1. Zeke hasn't looked real dominant this year, so, I mean, maybe... Maybe you can look at it, but I'm not I'm not too excited about it to be completely honest with you. Uh looking at the wide receivers, I think you can definitely look at CD Lamb. Who comes in at at, at let's see here, fifty nine hundred twenty one and 6,000. So good for 23rd, 18, and 16. Best price over on FanDuel, of course. So that's interesting. It's going to be facing Darnay Holmes. Gallup's going to be facing Isaac Yidem. And then Cooper's going to have James Bradbury. James Bradbury might suppress him down a little bit. So I think I'm just going to leave it at CD Lamb and be done with it. Now, I mean, you could totally, you could totally fuck with people and look at the Dallas defense, but as a punt, like just 18th, 16th, and 11th, it's not a bad price on my FanDuel. I wouldn't pay that price on fucking DK unless they know something, which is always a possibility. 
the 31st. <sighs> Points allowed to opposing defenses. This is New York Giants, so uh, they're definitely in play. They're definitely a consideration, I guess. But they've generated, like, zero fucking pass rush all year. I mean, just look at their games. <laughs> so now we have the Sunday night football game. This is the plays that are only good for Yahoo uh, for their main slate. And let's see here. Oh, it's kind of nice. I only have the Yahoo prices, so I don't have to put the whole thing in. Um, definitely can take a look at Kirk. Oh, wait, hold on. Minnesota at Seattle. Seattle, nine-point favorite, 49-and-a-half as it opened. Uh, Seattle's a seven-point favorite. 57 is the over-under here. Um, definitely can consider Kirk Cousins, I think, in this spot here. Um, what the fuck is going on here? Why is... Oh, because I only put I only put two in versus three. Damn it. It look it just looks weird. The optics look weird. So yeah, we can definitely consider Kirk Cousins in a spot here. Uh twentieth twenty ninth ranked pass defense DVOA, thirty first and points allowed to the quarterback position at twenty eight point three and thirty one point six, so Keep to the outside. I am not looking at Dalvin Cook, but I will admit it is intriguing about whether or not you want to attack with a stud running back like that. My answer is no. (laughs) But, you know, we've seen teams do just some dumb shit over the years anyway, so kind of is what it is. Now, wide receivers... Uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are both in play. And that is pretty much it from the Minnesota side, to be completely honest with you. I like Thielen and I like Jefferson. Uh, Thielen faces the 22nd. Oh, they're both faced 22nd versus their respective positions. Uh, Most points scored uh, or allowed two wide receivers are the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and we've talked about this before where it's more towards the outside than it is on the inside. So 32nd ranked DVP, 53.5 and 70.5 in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So I think you can go ahead and start both of them if you wanted to. Um, oh, I didn't give you the price on Kirk Cousins yet either. Hold on here. Let's let this thing brew. We can start with the wide receivers, actually, because Adam Thielen is $30, um, good for fifth, and Justin Jefferson is $20, good for 20th. So it's probably going to be a lot of ownership on Justin Jefferson, but I would jam him in there if I could. Uh, Kirk Cousins is $27 on Yahoo. That's good for 14th in the quarterback. So definitely in play there. Um, I do not care about the... Ninth-ranked DVOA for the pass defense now for Minnesota because they really have not faced an offense like the Seattle Seahawks, especially in Seattle. I mean, there's not going to be any guys, you know, any people that can actually go to the game but for the most part. But uh, still intriguing there. 
ninth um, in DVOA, 16th in points allowed to the quarterback position are the Minnesota Vikings at 19.2 and 21.5. So, I mean, he has a chance to bust that open, but it's whether or not you want to pay the $41 uh, with a rank of one to to do it. That's kind of the problem. Um, so, I don't know who you're playing this week. I didn't see it. Um, yeah, so Chris Carson, sorry, I'm just trying to get some of this data here. Um, so Chris Carter, good play, 14th, uh, 24th ranked rush defense and, um, uh, eighth against the running back in the passing game, which is fine. It's fine. This is all fine. But, um, no, I think you can consider him, but I'm just not trusting it. Uh, Chris Carson faces defense as 20th and points a lot to the running back position at 23.8 and 27.8. So that's probably four spots of, you know, just pent-up rage against women. He's probably a women beater, you know, the guys that just hate that. I just went on a tangent. I was talking about what the fuck was on TV. I am tired as fuck. What the hell? How did I change that? Put my fucking game back on. There we go. New York and Tampa Bay. What the fuck? I don't even know what the fuck show that is. That is ridiculous. Rewind, rewind. I actually know go forward because we need to talk. Uh, let's see, Chris Carson. We were talking about Chris Carson. I don't even know if I got to the price. He's $28. He's actually pretty good. Uh, Sixth ranked um, running running back by price, which is actually not too bad there. Um, we are going to take a look at both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett here. Uh, and I just put him in the wrong spot. Let's let's back it up here. Come on, Come on let's not be an asshole. Um. So yeah, DK Metcalf comes in at thirty-one dollars. He's good for third. Actually, they're both thirty-one dollars. So they're third high. They're tied for the third highest priced uh, wide receivers here. DK does technically have the better matchup as far as DVOA. Twenty seventh in DVOA should be facing Holton Hill, even if he gets Jeff Gladney at times or Cameron Dantzler. It doesn't matter. Um, Tyler Lockett at thirteen. He'd be kind of more of like a GPP type option if he's doing a pivot off of DK. Um. Because of the failure last week, after having that three tu- uh, that three touchdown performance two weeks ago, um, he could come in lower owned. That thirteenth in DVOA, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly uh, against Tyler Lockett. It's a good spot there. Um, do we like Greg Olson here? Eighteenth DVOA, thirteenth in DVP. No, we don't like him. No, we're not going to trust that. Um, 
And then you got the Seattle Seahawks uh, defense going against Minnesota. Minnesota's 25th in points allowed to opposing defenses at 7.25. Hmm. It's a possibility, but they're the sixth ranked uh, price tight end or uh, defense. So probably not going to trust it there. So I think that's probably going to be good enough for our listing here. So I think we're good there. We can get this podcast all kind of wrapped up here and I can go to bed because I have no fucking clue why I went on that tangent. I don't know how, I mean, my TV was totally on something and I just all of a sudden was just like, I don't like that guy. (laughs) I am fucking tired. I am sitting at what? been up for almost 22 straight hours so well fuck him if you can't take a joke so uh yeah we're gonna wrap this up a little uh, over an hour and a half and i'm gonna go to bed and then we are going to meet up again tomorrow and have the final list for week five so until then you guys have yourselves a good night don't get too drunk knuckleheads (laughs) 